All right, guys, so a little disclaimer. This episode may be NSFW, not suitable for work, <laughs> or maybe you don't want your children listening. We're not sure what we're going to say, but it's probably not going to be. It's not going to be explicit, but maybe you don't want your children listening to it. This boy. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NSFW. Thank you. Welcome to this episode of My Wife is a Therapist. I'm Carice and I'm a therapist. I'm Carlisle and I'm Carice's husband. This podcast combines the hilarity of drama with honest conversations between Carlisle and I. All capped with professional relationship tips from a therapist. Me, me, that's me. <laughs> Let's get into it. The following may or may not have happened. Okay. I need a couple more topics for next season. You could think of anything. Mm, let me see. Where you got so far? Time, handling, feedback. Oh, I ain't seeing sex on this list. Sex. Mm-mm, no, no thanks. Anything else? Why not? Because I don't want to be talking about my sex life on no podcast. <laughs> so your plan is to do an entire podcast about your marriage relationship. And you can never even talk about sex? Yep, that's correct. Anything, any, any other topic? Why is that? You want people to think you in a sexless marriage? No, I just don't want people to be thinking about my sex life at all. Well, my friend, too bad. I am making an executive decision. I put Nimi topic. It would be ridiculous to not talk about sex, buddy. Okay, fine. Put it in. But when the day come, I report in sick. <laughs> it's going to be you topic, right? <laughs> yeah, you show off. You're going to get fired. Can't knock me off your podcast. <laughs> well, it's that time again, folks. We'll be bigging up persons who've been tuning in and reaching out and giving us feedback. Listen to the end to find out how you can get in touch with us. This week, we're shouting out... Cindy Hiralal. Our girl Cindy is the real MVP. She is always commenting, and she even sent us a reminder when we were running late with an episode one day, saying, Episode day! <laughs> she said, After every episode, I'm like, This is my favorite. She's been sharing our podcast and just really giving us all the feels. Recently, she said, Season 5 of Money Heist is out, and so is Season 3 of My Wife as a Therapist podcast. Loving September so far. Cindy, we started watching Money Heist a while back and we stopped. But then we thought, Cindy has such good taste. Hmm, let's give it another try. Needless to say, we're now all caught up and waiting for Volume 2 of Season 5. Cindy, we love you. Thank you so much for listening and for being such a great supporter. All we can say is, Cindy? Ozad! You've stumped us. Yup, that's out. Go on with you, Alright, so that skit was very close to the truth. <laughs> so this is Carice's episode. So Carice, what you, well first of all, 
why am I so awkward talking about sex? Is I it, really is like it me? Know. Is it am I the only person in the population like this, or is there a percentage of the population who are similarly weirded out about talk about talking about the sex life? <laughs> I don't even know if we're talking about our sex life as such, because we're not gonna get into the nitty-gritty and the details of what it's like um for us. But I think maybe it's tied to the fact that you're just a very private person. You don't generally like to put your personal business out there. This podcast is is a bit of a stretch for you, even mm. <laughs> in general. But I guess sex is a bit of a, a can be a bit of a taboo topic, and it's not the kind of thing that you would necessarily discuss with people that you're not close to. And and I don't I know. don't talk to. I, I was, was about I to not, say I don't talk about sex with my, <laughs> sex with my your friends or my family members. <laughs> And I've always been talking about sex for as long as I can remember. You know, wicked little girl. Yes. Well, you see, that's the thing. I never, I, I think I had a very healthy view of sex because, and it's not even, I don't even think mommy used to like really have any kind of detailed conversations with me, but it was just, I just accepted that sex is normal. It's a gift from God. It's something that is, I, I, I've always thought of sex as holy. So I guess for me, it's just talking about something that's holy. Holy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Make of that what you wish. <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, yeah, so like mommy sometimes used to ask me questions just randomly. Um and I would always, you know, give some sort of naughty response. That was that was just always me. I thought I was I looked forward to sex. Um looked forward to being able to express myself in that way and to and to be holy in that way. <laughs> Okay, curious. Y'all should see his face. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Even preparing for this episode, the boy he basically say he ain't saying nothing. So this is this is really is my episode. So, yeah, so I am enjoy in the charge. therapist. <laughs> you should enjoy Carissa's Carissa's spiel about sex. Yeah, Carissa's spiel. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know, I think um, there's just a lot that goes into the conversation in the wider um, society. People say all sorts of crazy things. I've heard once at the nonsense about sex. Mm. Um, like what? Like how people say um, you have to do it in, in certain positions or people have lots of strong opinions about how often sex should be had or where you need to do it. And, and it's like, why are you even getting into that? You know, I feel that sex, and I guess that's that's my bit of the, the preface for this conversation, that decisions around sex and sexuality are things... In my opinion, it's between you, your spouse, and the Lord. <laughs> um, there are lots of people who say, oh, uh, one ridiculous thing I heard was, um, lingerie is not of God. It's not. And I'm like, why? Which church is good, man? <laughs> it's not my church. <laughs> I heard somebody else <laughs> was telling me. They went to some kind of marriage conference, um, a marriage conference, no less, mm. and saying that lingerie is not of God because if God intended for people to wear lingerie, then Eve would have lingerie. And I'm like, how, you, how do you know you weren't even there? There was nothing. It's always been a very private experience between spouses. So, okay, if, if we use that preface or that premise, we, we shouldn't wear clothes at all. Because if God intended for us to wear clothes, he would have made us with clothes. Yeah, it's a very interesting logic. You can, If you follow that logic, a lot of things wouldn't be okay. Yeah, yeah. So I do think that, you know, this is us sharing our, I suppose, our views of, um, or it might just be my views. Carissa's views. <laughs> <laughs> my views of, um, about sex. But I would really like to know what is your discomfort with even having this conversation? I don't know. I just, I just think it's very private. Yeah. And this is super private as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
But you said we're not talking about our sex lives. We're talking about sex. I don't know how you can separate the two. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead. But Let's... I mean, we will. We can't have this conversation without referring to our own experiences. Yeah, because that's mm. the whole point of it. That's the whole point of our podcast. That we talk from our everyday lives and stuff. But I don't think that it would be appropriate for us to go into things that we do <laughs> we're not going to be talking about our sex positions or, or anything like that um we're not going to share those like gory details but i think we can have a, sec a conversation about sex in a general way so i have some questions since this is my episodes <laughs> <laughs> who are you asking the questions to <laughs> asking you and me all right so <laughs> i was wondering <laughs> to what extent do you think do you think sex is important in a healthy marriage or is it just overrated? All this conversation, you know, that we hear about marriages that are sexless. Does this really matter? Like, how important is sex to marriage? Ah, interesting question. Well, it's important to us. It's important to you, right? Yeah, it yeah, is. It's important of to course. Us. Yeah, it's important to us. It's important to me. Mm. But I don't know if you can say how important it is. It's not something like you spend more time on everything else, basically, mm. right? It's a very small, in terms of time, commitment is not a large, it's not, you don't do the whole day, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't do the whole day. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else. Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I do hear these big conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what would happen if your marriage doesn't have you know sex as a as a main feature for me it's actually about not specifically like the act of sex or sexual intercourse but it's about the level of intimacy that you have and i guess people would argue that if you do have some sort of um, deep intimacy then it it usually culminates or leads to sex mm -hmm. but i feel like we have lots of busy periods in our life where we're not having sex as often as we would if we we're on vacation, for example. Yeah. Or if, you know, like when we were on the honeymoon. <laughs> oh, God, it was glorious. <laughs> All right. But we're okay. I think we're, we're okay enough in those times. And, and we do know, you know, to come to each other if we do feel, you know, like we want to have the act of worship. Yes. Why do you call it that? If we want to have sex. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, just say that. <laughs> I try and I can't try to accommodate I'm, you. I'm not. You're I have shy. no way of, yeah. I have, I have no difficulty saying the word sex. sex. In fact, saying an act of worship is even cringier for me. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it's more about the, the consistency of the intimacy that, that you share. Cause there are different ways to be intimate with each other. Yeah. We, um, might do things for each other. There, I guess those are ways of showing love in general, but that's how we build and cultivate and nurture intimacy so that when we do actually decide to have sex, <laughs> decide, whenever we do have sex, it is out of that everyday intimacy building, so to speak. So I feel like if we have maybe a week of no sex or whatever, it doesn't feel like the end of the world or, oh my God, my husband doesn't love me. That's me. And But I do know that there are people who, who need Mm -hmm. that um expression of love for them it's an expression of love or or even just the the sexual release that comes with you know having sex and all that but i think it's not a one-size-fits-all approach that's, that's my point i think it varies from couple to couple so like how it varies from couple to couple but it seems like there is a, a universal conclusion that a sexless marriage is bad so if it varies from couple to couple why would a sexless marriage we bad. Maybe there are a couple out there who probably not <laughs> interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't even know like how how do we conceptualize that, right? Because I think that it's okay 
to not be interested in sex. However, I think where the problem comes is where one party is interested and the other isn't. And that's where you'll have, you know, conversations like sexual incompatibility and all those kinds of things come into the fore. And I think that's where you would need to have the conversation with your spouse and perhaps even engage a therapist to help you and stuff. But my contention is that if it's not so much about just sex as an act, it's about the intimacy that's built. So a marriage would probably not be sexless in the sense that there's absolutely no sexual contact whatsoever if there is that consistency in the intimacy department. So maybe what people really are talking about is the lack of intimacy that is manifested in a sexless marriage rather than the other way around of having no sex but actually having intimacy because i don't think people would com- complain about that would okay, they? yeah okay. so i don't know i i think sometimes when we when we have the conversation we leave out the bits that make sex good so it's it's not just and i think yeah i mean as a woman i know that for me it's, it's not always about making love it is just about you know having that release and all that but i think that um i forgot what to think now <laughs> <laughs> I really can't remember what to think. What what makes sex good for us? What what is it that goes into that experience? I suppose that makes it good for me. Okay, yeah, what makes it good for you? <laughs> for me, it's um again, it's the the everyday demonstration from you that you are being tender towards me. I don't think about the everyday. You don't think about it, but you do it. No, but I mean. When it comes to sex, I don't think I have sex because you've been doing, you've been cooking for me or you've been doing things like that for me. Yeah. Well, as I say, for me, yeah, that's what it is. That's what makes sex good for me. Okay. Yeah. So when, when you are being tender and all that, when you are paying attention to me, when you're checking in on me during the day, those kinds of things, that makes it better than if we've had a, a day where our communication was off or we were arguing mm. whole day and then in the night or in the afternoon or whichever time of day. <laughs> You just all of a sudden proposition me with this. <laughs> what you doing? But but you know, if if you were to do that, that would make it really hard. And and I would think, what is this boy really doing? <laughs> you know, you're just using my body. You know. So for me, yeah, it's, it's the everyday. But I would do that though for fun. <laughs> you would do it for like fun. Like whenever she's angry, it's like you want to have sex. She's like, no, don't touch me. <laughs> you want to have sex? Why? It's like. I don't. I said like that. No, don't touch me. You just be like, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I guess I guess that's also me kind of well known. Yeah, there are times when I'm serious. I'm seriously saying, nope, not interested. That's what I say. Not yeah, no, yeah, don't yeah. touch me. Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's it for me. It's the the paying attention to me. The and then you know you are a gentle person when when we're having sex, and that that certainly does help. What about you? I don't think I have the, that kind of deep response to make sex good. Mm. Sex is good because. Of what it is. I think that's another thing that we we started talking about when we were doing premarital counseling. I remember <laughs> being so offended that you didn't at that point think of sex as primarily a way of demonstrating love. <laughs> For you, it was just a physical act. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how could you say that? How could you? No, it is an act of love and whatnot. But I think I had to really challenge and reshuffle because i guess that's the other thing that i was probably fed that information that sex is meant to be this act of 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 making love but it's not always going to be that and then i realized of course once i started having sex that 
actually it's not always about that sometimes it is just about the physical act of having sexual intercourse and the orgasm and all that stuff that feels good to the body but i think sometimes those misplaced or um the mismatch that can sometimes happen between partners where one is thinking of this as just a physical act and the other is thinking of this as primarily a way of of making love in that moment if you're thinking of it as a physical act it's like let's just get it done and but you don't but let's just get it done and, and get it over with for somebody who's thinking let's make love there would be that expectation that you know they would be talking during sex there would be that caressing and it's the gentleness that happens and stuff so that it is a a really um kind of lovey-dovey kind of experience and when those expectations are not expressed in the relationship it could really lead to people feeling unfulfilled i think mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i i guess the bottom line here again is communication intimacy is so important so that's that's the theme of the podcast communication i suppose everything is about communication it is fair enough yeah and i, I yeah indeed i think that that sums it up really well that for me good sex is about communication and being um open about what feels good and also what what is needed in, including when sex is needed And I guess I do feel that honestly I think I'm going to be very brave here. I don't think I'm asking a question that I don't know the answer to. Do we have a good sex life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and I think that a big part of that is that we keep people out of it. And when I say people, I don't mean individuals. I mean we keep the society's rules and and expectations. What and are we things. doing? What are you talking about? You're making it sound like we're these crazy people. <laughs> we're crazy, no? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, we don't, we don't depend on anybody to tell us what sex has to be for us. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. don't, we don't go to anybody for that. We've had conversations, and we continue to have conversations. We keep the conversation open, and that's what makes it work for us. And of course, we keep the Lord in the center of of it, you know. And that's what makes it good. That's what makes us enjoy sex. The girl came prepared with her list. Today, I did. Yeah? Of course I did. <laughs> so I suppose it might be interesting to ask about what are some of the things that affect the quality of our sexual intimacy. I'm thinking for me, things mm-hmm. like my mood. Um, well, it's not given for everybody. Yeah. Your mood, if yeah. you're not up for it, you're if not up for it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe tired, stressed and stuff. Like and, that. and can I just take a moment just to say that I know that sometimes... It seems as if women we tend to not to really talk about sex or we seem to perpetuate this stereotype that men love sex more than women mm. or that men are are the ones who are really like sex crazy when it comes to, you know, coming into relationships and stuff. But I love sex so much. I mean, I just it's just such a gift mm. <laughs> and I love it. You know, for me it's that's also been an important thing for me to just acknowledge for myself rather than just going by what the society the world says about sex and women is that I love sex. I'm always ready, you know, <laughs> unless, you know, something is actually going on. But yeah, so mood affects sex and the quality of of our sex life, I suppose. Anything else you could think of? I think this might just fall on the mood. It just determine it just depends on what's going on in your life in general. If you if it's a very stressful period, might feel like there's elastic on your mind mm-hmm. and sometimes it may help but generally you're not as open, open. to it mm-hmm. i guess it's better when 
you relax. That's, I guess that's why vacations are good. Yeah, yeah, so so important. So we have different a different kind of sex when we are on vacation versus when we are in the apartment locked up. What happened to you? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can give you all the scoop. Right, it just feels different. It's and we're a lot more relaxed. We don't have to think about things because when we go on vacation, we try to do vacations that are not stressful. <laughs> so no itinerary, no itinerary. Um, so that gives us a lot more freedom just to just relax mm-hmm. and not feel like we have to get to somewhere. We gotta make sure we get up and cook breakfast or something. We prefer all inclusive type vacations. Which brings me to our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It was great, you know, just being able to be in a different world it was like we were in another world all together i mean granted yeah th- lots of that came from the excitement of just being newly married and stuff but also being in an atmosphere where everybody else was relaxing too there was no work there was no thinking about the next day or whatever it was but i think fears fears can also impact for me or have impacted for me on my experience of sexual intimacy i remember on the honeymoon bawling my eyes out (laughs) i think it was like the second day or something crying crying because i realized oh my gosh i love him so much i love you so much and it suddenly dawned on me that i am not exempt from the possibility of losing you by death it was so morbid it was the weirdest (laughs) thing ever couple of days into marriage and this girl crying <laughs> mourning my death i was like oh my oh gosh. my gosh and we hugging up right and i'm there like oh i can't believe i'm gonna lose you someday and just the like i it's really hard for me not to think about the future right so that was one of my things like just realizing how much i loved you and how much also i think sex really bonded us mm-hmm. um and just having that experience together and then realizing that there may come a day when i am without this and yeah, that was really scary for me. And it took me a while to kind of work through that and to really talk to myself and and to not allow that fear to control me. And it still creeps up, I mm-hmm. think, every now and then. And typically creeps up in those um, times when we are being intimate with each other. Not necessarily sexually, but just in general, just when I am conscious of what I have in us, that impacts on sex and sexuality of course there are other things like past experiences past traumas that people may have had some people don't have um like medical difficulties mm-hmm. that could affect their sexy lives yeah. sex lives yeah absolutely and yeah i guess as as we have been saying all the time the experience of or the practice of not communicating so you tell everybody else <laughs> what's going on with you and and your partner but you don't actually talk to your partner and say i like this i don't like this and and so on and so forth so i suppose you know it's just about keeping the communication lines open keeping the conversation going and realizing that things will change i suppose my married friends with children would also say that having kids is a whole other thing <laughs> together we we tend to talk every now and then about what would be different when we have kids because it's just us in the apartment so we are a lot freer mm-hmm. <laughs> in that regard but when you have kids you don't have to be careful about what you allow them to be exposed to and that sort of thing so yeah lots of stuff in this um sex pot how you feel now that we've had this conversation well, I don't feel like I reveal anything about myself, but <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> Hopefully, there even will be though more you to were come. very close to going over the edge a couple of times. <laughs>
Well, hopefully we'll keep the conversation going. And if you've got questions about that you'd like us to answer. Not about our sex life. Well, yeah, just send us your questions. What? Whatever those questions are, what? we may or may not answer them. But please feel free. Do you have any questions that you'd like us to address on our podcast regarding sex? And not just sex, but in general, we would love to, to hear from you. And you'll hear a little bit more about how you can do that later on in the podcast. And now for Therapy Yaps. If you didn't know, my wife is a therapist. I'll ask her to put on her therapist hat and share some pointers with you for how to navigate situations like this that might arise in your relationships. I'm not going to say a lot today because I really do believe this is a conversation couples need to have with each other. So my challenge for you today is talk about it. If you want to improve your sex life, talk, 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 talk. Talk about what you want, about what you need, about what you like, and about what you don't like. Put all the cards on the table. There really are no shortcuts with this. And if you find that you're having difficulty facilitating a healthy discussion, it might be useful to set up a session with your therapist to discuss this in depth. Good sex requires vulnerability with yourself, with your spouse, and if you're a person of faith, with God. If there are traumas in your life that you've not disclosed to your partner, if you're not talking about how you're experiencing each other, or if you think sex is nasty, these are all things that can lead to inauthentic responses and experiences with each other. If you've been married for a day or a decade, perhaps you want to check in with your partner after listening to this. So here's a question you might ask. Hey babe, what can we do to turn it up? See where it takes you. That's so corny. Let's turn it up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for those wise words, babe. You're welcome. And thank you all for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you found this enjoyable, please recommend this podcast to one friend who you know will find it useful. We'd appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for My Wife is a Therapist. You can also send us an email at mywifeisatherapist at gmail.com. We look look forward forward to hearing from you. Finally, to ensure that you do not miss any episodes of this podcast, please be sure to subscribe to My Wife is a Therapist on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. And remember, my wife is not just a therapist. She is an excellent therapist. (laughs) 